The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Fourteen twenty in the morning, 14 minutes and 20 seconds where the sports talk to get you through your daily commute. Hot takes, recaps, best bets, and a little humor to get your day going in the right direction. Sit back, grab your coffee, and let's get into it. All right, 14.20 in the morning for this May the 25th, 2023. Thank you for making us a part of your morning each and every morning here on YouTube Live and Facebook Live. Uh, we are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Go to bellyup.com and check out all the great other great podcasts that are on there and the great articles, lots of, every sport you could possibly think of under the sun at bellyup.com. And today's show, as every show this month, is brought to you by SeatGeek and the SeatGeek app. Use promo code 1420POD at SeatGeek.com today and save yourself 20 bucks on your first purchase of any tickets for shows, games, events, whatever you want to go to SeatGeek.com. Anyways, um, hate to admit this, but I was wrong. Uh, that's one of the things that when you have a podcast and you put uh, content out there daily and you make predictions and you throw enough crap on the wall, something's bound to stick. And uh, this one, uh, I was completely wrong about way back in February. I was uh, a guest on the Belly Up Super Hockey Show. We had uh, discussions about surprises. About what, what's, what was surprising at that point of the season? One of my surprises, and I said it wasn't really a big surprise, surprise was the Florida Panthers were on the outside looking in of the playoff race. It didn't surprise me at all, considering they had uh, Paul Mediocre Maurice as their head coach, uh, who got to let go by the Winnipeg Jets the, the year previous for not to get into that team anywhere. And they had Matthew Kachuk as their uh, "Quote unquote" uh, leader uh, in that in that locker room, and things weren't going very good. You had Sergei Bobrovsky, who was uh, looking every bit like his uh, NHL his best days were behind him in the National Hockey League, and the ten ten million dollar paycheck that he was getting was uh, the biggest waste of money in the National Hockey League at that point. Because giving a goalie ten million dollars hasn't really worked out for anybody uh, in no matter what uh, it's been, like Carey Price and the like, uh, giving guys that kind of money and dumping that kind of dough into one player, like salary cap implications, everything else, the way it's always worked out that the $10 million players don't help your team out that much and they don't really end up winning Stanley Cups or doing any uh, any kind of good for the team. But fast forward, and so I was completely wrong on this because last night the Florida Panthers swept aside the Carolina Hurricanes in four games. Uh, late goal by uh, aforementioned Matthew Kachuk getting the, his third game winner of the series. And then you have Paul Maurice looking like a, a coach who's on a, he's going to do something for once in his NHL career. I don't think he's won once, but he um, hasn't had a bunch ton of success in the National Hockey League as a head coach, and it's quite surprising he still gets jobs year in, year out, and how he's done it. But anyways, the Florida Panthers, their first time in 26 years, I believe, are back in the Stanley Cup Finals. Last time was in 1996 or 97, I think it was, against the uh, the Colorado Avalanche. That's a long, long time ago with the Rats coming on the ice and everything else. Remember that? But it's, uh, it's quite surprising right now that the Florida Panthers who barely squeaked into the playoffs last day of the season kind of deal. They needed a loss by, by the Pittsburgh Penguins in the last couple of games of the season. Uh, the Penguins blew, blew it and they ended up getting getting themselves out of the, the playoff race, ended up getting a coach fired and everything else, a coach and a general or general manager gone. See you later. General manager and president, see ya. And then uh, the Chicago uh, Blackhawks ended up getting Bedard. So it's funny how that all, that, that all turned out. But we'll get back to the, the – uh, 
Florida Panthers right now. It's surprising to see that that team got to where they, they, they got. Cause they, like I said, they were mired in mediocrity for most of the season, squeaked into the playoffs, but now they're on an 11-1 heater. That's un, un, unprecedented this time of year. They beat three really good hockey teams in the Boston Bruins, the Toronto Maple Leafs, and now the Carolina Hurricanes, and they find themselves in the Stanley Cup Finals uh, and got, got might have a little bit of time off, depending on what happens with Dallas and uh, Vegas tonight, but they can get, get a little bit rested up and everything else, but they're on an 11-1 heater since being down three Three games to one with the Boston Bruins. Sergei Bobrovsky has been the guy in net. Uh, you can say that he's probably the front runner along with Kachuk to be the the Conn Smythe Trophy winner uh, as the MVP of the, of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And it's 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 quite uh, astonishing because considering he didn't even have the net to, to open up the playoffs, they didn't even ha- have him in net down the uh, the stretch run to make the playoffs. But Bobrovsky is making himself uh, known as one of the better, better goaltenders in the league right now, and he's sh- shutting up all the the talking heads like myself who wrote him off earlier on in the playoffs earlier on this season because he just wasn't getting the job done. Like I said, that $10 million paycheck was looking uh, pretty grim for the Florida Panthers and how they're going to try to unload that thing and get rid of him come uh, moving forward. So it's kind of, it's, uh, it's a fresh thing to see him uh, getting a, a, another chance to, to go out and win something. And if he wins this Stanley Cup this year with the with the Florida Panthers, you got to think he's going to the Hall of Fame. He's already got the two Vesna Trophy win, wins. So uh, you got to think a Stanley Cup would be the icing on the cake and he'd probably find himself if he can get a con smite he's also in the conversation of being a uh, a con smite trophy winner if he can get that you got to think that he's probably got himself a uh, ticket to toronto into the hall of fame which is kind of odd, odd to say because you don't really think of him as one of the all-time greats but then you look at his numbers and what what's being done and if he can get the stanley cup he might be uh in, in find his way into the the hallowed halls in toronto um and you got to think that, that that Kachuk trade is looking so good, and it's got to be kicking Calgary Flames fans in the nuts a little bit right now. We talk about Kachuk quite a bit, but let's talk about the positive that he's bringing to this Florida team. Let's forget about the Calgary Flames because I'm sure he has 100% forgot about the Calgary Flames and his time there. It's, it's astonishing to see a guy put a team on his back the way he has uh, with, the, like I said, the three-game winners, the, the physicality that he's playing with on a nightly basis, and getting that team going in the right direction. They're, they're just all over him, and the way he's playing, and the confidence that he's playing with. I mean, the kids never really lack confidence. There's no getting around that. He's always been a bit of a, uh, uh, pompous little prick, I guess is one way of putting it, but he's never lacked confidence. And the way he's playing this game right now and the way he's put that to Florida team on his back by getting the, the late goal last night, a little, lot of physicality. He's playing the game like a man possessed. He's kind of uh, reinvented Sam Bennett's game a little bit. And with that little extra aggression that Bennett has, that big hit last night in the second period there was unbelievable. And Bennett's kind of been one of those unsung heroes for that Florida team and the the way he's playing and the, the, it's got going. But get back to Kachuk with the, the game winners and the way he's playing and the way he's um, shift in, shift out, been, been the best player on the ice. Uh, you got to think he's got to be up there for a Conn Smythe trophy as well. Is he going to win a Conn Smythe? It's hard to say. That Conn Smythe usually ends up going to a goaltender. If you look over the history of the National Hockey League and of the, the Conn Smythe trophy winners, it usually ends up going to a goaltender because you, once again, I'll say it before and I'll say it again, you show me a good goalie, I'll show you a good coach. And right now, Bobrovsky is making making uh, Paul Mediocre Maurice look like one hell of a coach. And it's it's gonna. I, I think it's more so on Bobrovsky that the, the Panthers are in, in, in a situation to win a cup or yet to go to the cup finals and win a Stanley Cup than it is Kachuk. Yes, Kachuk's been a great player and like you, you need goals to to win hockey games, obviously, but the way he's been doing it night in, night out, Bobrovsky, I'm saying it's unprecedented. Like I said, the 11 and one stretch that they're on, uh, the, the one loss to the Toronto Maple Leafs, which uh, who, who cares about that one anyways, but you, you got 
got to think that Bobrovsky's got to got a, a little bit of a fire in his belly to go out and win something here and prove everybody wrong. Whether he cares about that, I don't know. He seems like a bit of a, a, a different different cat in a different situation there, but it's uh, it's interesting to see this Florida team um, do, doing what they've been doing to the way they, they got in the playoffs and nobody nobody uh, had gave them a chance against the Bruins, especially when they went down 3-1, and, and now they have a shot at winning a Stanley Cup. Uh, now, now you move on to the other series with the Dallas Stars and the Las Vegas Knights. Uh, it's a very, very uh, lackluster effort. Once again, I thought that Ottinger might have put put something together, getting some wins. He got yanked the other night. Uh, he hasn't been good throughout the playoffs. The Dallas Stars are lucky to be where they are with the goaltending that they have gotten, and it's uh, it's uh, only a matter of time before that series is over. I can't see that one going past tonight's tonight's hockey game. Uh, Ben's Jamie Ben, their team captain, got suspended for what was a, a really, really dirty play, I thought, on Mark Stone. I thought that was a gutless play by their captain early in the game, and he got he got uh, the one-game suspension now, and I think that that was a, a gutless move by a guy who hasn't showed a lot of heart throughout his career and hasn't done a lot with his career and the skill and talent that he's got. He uh, That was kind of just a, a pinnacle of his career and what he's done. Uh, I don't, I didn't like the play. I didn't, I thought it was one of the dirtier things I've seen in a while. Uh, it, it didn't make any sense why he did it the way he did it and then his excuse about falling down and using uh, his stick as a as a bracing pad and, and, and everything else to cross check a guy in the neck when he was down on the ice i thought it was a gutless move by a hockey player uh, who hasn't really like he's, he's a good player uh, he's not a great player like and for, for him to do that uh, the other night was was gutless and it hurt his team a lot and you expect the dallas stars to prob- probably be done tonight and not move forward uh but the, you have a problem now that uh it's kind of funny how the national hockey league is always pushed for the um Four teams to uh, in the in the Sun Belt to get a little more press and a little more everything, but this uh, this is the Stanley Cup Finals and this especially this these uh, West and East Division Finals haven't really added up to a lot of people watching the games. We were out after playing pickleball for the first time last night. We'll talk about that in a second, but it was uh, fun. But we went out for a, a beverage at a local watering hole here, and the game was on. But there to a man, there wasn't many people watching it. It's a uh, Florida and Carolina is a very tough sell for people in in Western Canada. Not many people care about those two teams a lot. Not too many people care about those two teams throughout the uh, the Eastern Seaboard. I wouldn't think either. Without the tr- traditional hockey markets and then some markets that you get used to, the original six teams, everything else, if they're playing, you get a lot more eyeballs on it than having Carolina, Florida, Dallas, and uh, and now the Vegas Golden Knights in the uh, the, the final four for the national in the National Hockey League and to win a Stanley Cup. Uh, it hasn't had a lot of eyeballs and a lot of press, and there doesn't have a lot of people talking about the game of hockey right now. So whether you have these teams in or not, it's kind of uh, it's it's hard to. Uh, to digest it and it's hard to watch it for a lot of people i watch because i you know i'm a hockey junkie and i'm a hockey nut but uh it hasn't really caught my eyeballs a whole bunch either i watch just enough to be dangerous i guess and to make these stupid comments on a podcast that people are going to remind me how wrong i was i kind of miss the days when before the, the podcast thing when i would just talk i talk a lot by the way but i would just to say things and, and hope things came to fruition i, I would always uh refute the things that that didn't come to fruition and i wouldn't uh, i wouldn't take any ownership on things but now that it's on the air all the time on a daily basis i can't really go back on what i say because people come back at me and say hey you were you were wrong or you were right I, no one ever actually tells me that i was right about what i said on the on the 1420 podcast but they always uh, will, will let me know how wrong i was uh, on social media and everything else so it's kind of funny how that always works out but it's uh, it's a lot of fun talking to you guys about this uh, i expect the uh the like i said the 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 Knights to win tonight. I think that series will be 
over uh, like tonight at the very, I, I don't think it's going to go back to Vegas. I think it's over tonight. Done deal. Ben showed how, showed who he was with that, that move and they haven't got any gold, gold tank from Ottinger. So you got to look at the Vegas Golden Knights, Carolina and the uh, Florida Panthers in the Stanley Cup finals. Will anybody watch? Not a whole bunch. It's uh, It gets to the point of the season too. Like we'll get to this off in a second, but it gets to a point in the season where you know, on the weekends, everything else, you got a lot going on. And, and when, when summertime and here in Canada, we don't, we don't get a whole bunch of uh, warm weather and everything else that, that starts going on. You get into June, like we are a week from now. And if the Stanley Cup finals don't even start till June, June one, and then they play games on the weekends and they have them in the afternoon, which doesn't make a lot of sense. I know they won't do it probably for the Stanley Cup finals, but they, they did it for the, uh, for the Eastern Western conference finals. They had afternoon games. Who's watching those games. They want to be out in the lake or on the golf course or at the ballpark or wherever it may be. So it's, it's something the NHL has got to get straightened out a little bit. And they don't understand why they want those afternoon games, especially in the spring and summertime where people are wanting to go out and do different things. It's a, it's a big marketing mishap. I think it's a scheduling mishap. It's got to be something that's got to be fixed in the future to try to grow the game a little bit and have people's eyeballs on the game. Because I can't see many people staying home on a nice summer day when they when the, there's a hockey game on when they could be outside doing God knows what with and uh, who knows with, with 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 who and everything else. So it doesn't make a, a bunch of sense to have those games in the afternoon. Uh, but uh, Stanley Cup Files is coming up. Of course, uh, people will watch it. I don't know how many people will watch that series. And it's not, it doesn't, like I said, it's not going to get a, a ton of ear, uh, eyeballs and a ton of earballs on it. It's going to get a little bit of press in the cities that they're in. But in general, those are those non-traditional hockey markets don't help the uh, traditional hockey hockey markets watch the game of hockey yes it does grow the game a little bit yes it does help grow the game to an extent but um you know you, you see florida panthers fans the place is packed people are having a good time but like when come december next year how many of those same people are going to be in the building watching those games vegas does very well with their fan base it's grown exponentially since they've like, they got there a couple few years ago i think 2017 or 18 whatever year that was when they came into the league but uh, it's grown in vegas uh, exponentially but uh, carolina and uh, florida Dallas has a good fan base of people go to the games, but in general, you, you don't know if the experiments work a la the Phoenix Coyotes, which is a whole nother outlier that we've talked about ad nauseum here. But I think these Stanley Cup finals go too long. I think it's a, a it's it's dragged out long enough. The season's very long. They got to try to condense it somehow. They won't get rid of games throughout the regular season because of revenue. They want their forty-one home dates, and you get it to to pay these guys everything else. But they got to find a way to condense the uh, the season a little bit because it gets a little bit long now that we're into the twenty-fifth of May. And we still don't have the the contest the the two contestants for the Stanley Cup final yet. One settled last night. Like I said, I was wrong. I was wrong. I'll say it again. I was wrong back in the Belly Up Super Show about the Florida Panthers, about Paul Maurice. About about Sergei Bobrovsky and about Kachuk, how that 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 all went went on, and I, I got the, that prediction wrong, and I was uh, like I said, I was quite surprised. Well, I wasn't surprised that they were in last place, but now now I uh, I got to eat a little crow here, fourteen twenty in the morning on the twenty fifth of May, saying I was wrong about the Florida Panthers, and now they are they have find themselves four wins away from the Stanley Cup, and it's an unprecedented run that, that they're on right now, eleven and one in their last twelve. You win eleven out of twelve in, in any sport, especially this time of year, you're you're doing pretty good, and there's a good chance you're going to have some success so congratulations to the florida panthers on their uh, their birth into the stanley cup finals and speaking of the stanley cup finals it's quite uh, like i said earlier on it drags on a little bit this kind of goes to show how things are a little bit different now because on this day in 1989 the calgary flames defeated the montreal canadians four to two in game six of stanley cup finals to win their first and so far only stanley cup Doug Gilmore scored the eventual game-winning goal on the power play, 11:02 into the third period. The goal was assisted by Joel Otto and playoff MVP Conn Smythe winner Al McInnes. 
Mike Vernon got the win in net, stopping 20 of 22 shots in the victory. Landon McDonald also scored, uh, put an explanation point on his career by uh, hoisting his one and only Stanley Cup, and he got a goal uh, in the second period to make it two to one at that point. Uh, Landon McDonald's won the Stanley Cup for the or with the Calgary Flames on this day in 1989. I remember exactly where I was. I was with my parents watching at the old house in Fort McLeod still. So congratulations to the Flames winning the Stanley Cup. And like I said, it was uh, on this day, the 25th of May. We, had, we don't have our two contestants yet to be the final. So I think hockey's got to find a way to get this uh, shortened up a little bit. And anyways, uh, happy birthday, Slim Pickens today for happy birthdays. Happy 61st birthday to Rick Natras, born on this day in 1962 in Hamilton, Ontario. Natras played in 11 NHL seasons with stops in Montreal, St. Louis, Calgary, Toronto, and Philadelphia. In 536 games, he had 29 goals, 135 assists for 164 points, and was a part of the aforementioned Calgary Flames team that won the Stanley Cup in 1989. So happy birthday to Stanley Cup champion and ex-NHLer Rick Natris. I think they got him from the Blues with Rick Walmsley, I think, in the Brett Hall trade, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know why I know that, but I think that I think that's that's right. If, I, if I'm wrong, let me know at 1420 for 1420 Sports uh, Gmail at 1420SportsGmail.com or whatever it is, or on our Twitter account at underscore 1420, or on the old Facebook machine at 1420Sports. Anyways, thank you very much for being a part of our show uh, every morning here, and make, thank, make, make sure you guys subscribe to our YouTube channel. It helps us grow the show. Also, thank you everybody who's listening to the, the podcast version of the 1420 in the morning uh, as we uh, move forward. Lots more podcasts coming out. Dave and I schedules are mixed up, like we said, but we'll get back at you guys tonight. Dave and I are going to be on the show. We've got some baseball coming up this weekend, so we're going to talk about that a little bit. He's, uh, Jasper's got some games. I got uh, WCBL starting this weekend. The big leagues for, for us here in, in Southern Alberta, so that should be a lot of fun. But anyways, thank you for being making a part of your door, morning every morning, and make sure you guys talk to about the show. Let people know they should give, give us a try. Uh, they, they, they might just like it they, they might just like it and have a few laughs just like sitting around your sports bar uh, or the coffee shop in the morning you shouldn't be at a bar this early in the morning at, and uh well if you want you can do whatever you want i can't don't listen to me but anyways uh that's it that's all i got for today but make sure you guys follow us on twitter uh follow us Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, go to SeatGeek.com, like I said, and uh, also go to RighteousFelon.com and uh, get you 15% off their uh, craft beef jerky and use promo code BELLYUP for 15% off their craft beef jerky at RighteousFelon.com. Anyways, as always, thank you for listening to the show. And remember, it doesn't matter where you are. It's who you're with. Have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you tonight. SeatGeek is the ticketing app for fans like the High Five Strangers Guy. Game-winning interception. First down. Just a nice, solid tackle. If you're in arm's length, you will be swapping skin with this extrovert. You see, he knows SeatGeek got him a great deal on tickets, so he can focus on what he does best, smacking palms. SeatGeek handles the tickets to sports, concerts, and more, so fans can fan. You just listened to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. More beer with sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Media Network. Let's get into it.